0: I, th- I think the other thing I, w- I would add to that is that, so I, I said one of the things when we the first few weeks that we we, we left, um, somebody got me. I, I advised me to get Artie Kendall's book, um, Total, Total Forgiveness. I think that's the title of the book, and uh, it, it, because it was, you only have to understand um, when people stop talking to you because you've left the church, and it just didn't make sense to me. And then after that, I just understood grace, understood how loving, how gracious God is. And we had a a total different experience. So for this experience, so fast fast forward before we came to CCBS, so the church that we went to where we graciously got healing, supports, granted, favor, everything just to, to settle. And then the pastor actually visited us in CCBS to see if we are okay when we moved. And I was like
1: wow we've never seen that before yeah I think is I'm trying to summarize in some sense mm. something that you said Quesi was that grace isn't limited mm. and there's this thing of a community build a community of grace isn't limited by the community we build mm. the community is actually just an expression of even actually the edge Of God's grace because God's grace in Jesus God's grace through Holy Spirit is unencumbered by limitations that we are we can't hope to express that but we try try, and we try our hardest to express it and we try our hardest to make sure people know it's expressed so you have a wider community how then does that grace that God gives us as men and women of faith how does that find its way out of the community yeah. into the wider thing you talked about the kingdom of god how does that work yeah. i think it is for you to understand that because when you see grace as
0: god lavishing care love to us unconditionally is a gift the word carries grace in greek is a gift is unconditionally and sometimes when we Go out there, we want to give on conditions. And I think fr- looking back, when I remember in my experience in fellowship, we were in, we, re- we witness to people, but we want an outcome for them to make a decision to join us. We want an outcome for them to accept Jesus and be part of the church. They could come to church and then we can do an autocall. And then we will say, you don't need to be a member of this church. But really, we want them to stay. That's the thing. So when you want to give grace out there without expecting anything back, that is a game changer. And that's how God gives us unconditionally. There's no condition attached to it. I don't expect you to say thank you. I don't expect you to accept it. I'm just giving it to you. Just take it. Uh, and that's the difference. And you can, if you can walk away from that expression um, of the grace of God without thinking about what you've done and the outcome, what's going to happen, that's the heart of God. God is going to do his work in where you've left it.
1: I absolutely agree. That's the interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a matter of if grace is a free gift, in one sense, we hope for something in yeah. return, mm-hmm. but we don't need it yeah we don't need somebody to say yeah i agree with you or i i believe Mm -hmm. for us to show grace yeah so then a question arises and this is really the big question is how do we build a community of grace yeah
0: i think if we build a community we ourselves if we ourselves understand what god has done for us and i think because it's so mind-blowing It's within our own faculties, we always want an outcome or a condition. It's that unconditional bit that we as human beings don't understand. Mm. And that is why if we are building a community, we even want to see something happening. For example, um, like one of the one ways we can see is we are a multicultural church with diverse, diverse people in our church but we can't we have we're able to accommodate each other because of grace and we don't expect everybody to be like us because of grace because that's an unconditional bit out of it if you want somebody to agree with you to think like you to do things like you do then that's there's a condition attached to it and until we develop a community of grace where we can give freely and not expect others to say, even say thank you or appreciate it or something like that. It's nice, but you don't have to. And that's the bit that within our natural abilities, we can't fund them. We want some response back.
1: That's very good.
2: Yeah, and I was just thinking, following from what Quasi was saying about giving and not necessarily needing that thank you and I'm thinking about there are so many ways to show grace or grace can be poured out in our community we can share that grace it 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 it, it doesn't have to be a physical thing it could be that encouragement it could be that it could be the helping hand because that's what someone needs and I think again church is evolving I would say in terms of what our church looks like and I think there is also that room for does your helping hand have a way of helping hand does your encouragement has a specific person being open to extend that grace to every body regardless of what difference there is difference of groupings difference of ethnicity whatever the difference is okay so difference not normally not every time the difference is what we see the difference could just be a group of click or a a certain group of people i'm only going to talk to these people in this on this side of the, the room because that's who i see and things like that so i think grace in itself needs to be extended as grace said regardless without any condition without the condition of the person who the person is what title the person has what the person looks like and i think as we change we also think about how we continually develop that community of grace. I don't think it's something that can stop. Oh, we're here, we're now a community of grace. I think it's something that grows and also changes with time, changes with circumstances, and so on.
1: I think it's it's worth asking, mm-hmm. we've had some of your story. You came to CCBS. Mm-hmm. Did you come, move to Bishop Staufford for work? Yeah, so I was, I've was. i been working in Bishop Stortford since
0: 2006. I was working in Bishop Stortford and living in London, and then I moved to Bishop Stortford to live near work. And so that that was how we. Well, you it. moved together to Bishop Stortford. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, we moved together. We yeah. moved yeah. <laughs> together.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't let him go on his own. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: had to follow yeah. him. <laughs> we worked together. I think when our, our son was our second son was born, we decided that Benita will stop working and stay at home, and that was the opportunity for us to move. And even when we moved to Bishop Stortford, we were still we were doing we're doing we're in a community but we're just not doing church we're doing church in London and it was one new year's eve service which i was just praying and then i had god speak to me that because so he stop doing church and start doing community and that's okay. that was when we decided that we find a church yeah. in bishops
1: so how did you find ccbs what year did you come
0: so we came here in
1: 2014 and so how did you find it as a community of grace
0: i think what i did we started visiting we we do one week here and then we'll go to one week in our church in london and then i did a belonging course before we actually decided we did a belonging course together Mm -hmm. before we actually decided to stay and then when we did a belonging course i went back to my pastor in london and i said this is the church that I've been to. Did a belonging course, looked at the manual. Then he goes, Yes, he goes. Do, you, do the kids love it? Do you feel at home there? Did, how did you, do you feel? That? I said, Yeah, that's the place to be. And then he came over to have a look at it and have his book to the elders.
2: Yeah, that was different. Moving to Bishop Saltford was difficult before we got to the church bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was the change of scenery.
1: What, you mean it's different to East London?
2: <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's much different from East London. Yeah, I was I was crossed for about five months or six months because I didn't want to be in Bishop Stortford at all. I didn't find any commonality in terms of what I could get, what I, yeah, what I could get. I couldn't get any plantain. I couldn't get any yams. I couldn't get any food and stuff like that. But anyways. But with the
1: waitrose and
2: everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was different. It was different. But you know what? I followed Quasi here. It wasn't my intention to move, but Quasi will pray all night, all day. You would hear him from downstairs and he's praying for the move. And when he decided that he was moving, we were moving and he was looking for the house, not the other way around, not me. I knew that definitely God had spoken to him and we're moving. So I followed him in faith, in other words, okay? To your husband. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) I followed him in faith. I think when we came to when we came to um the CCBS here it was the welcome we first got welcomed by Christine i remember that clearly christine was the first and she, first person i met and she was full of life i, I think you weren't married just yet cuz i remember when you got married so definitely you're married. but christine welcomed us with the it was like a breath of fresh air what is this place i'm like this is great. And I think that she had a lot to give. She had a lot to pour out. And we received that. I received that. The kids received that from going to Super Gang and when we came, I think one of the things I was that was different which I really enjoyed was that um the congregation was allowed to um express or say what God was speaking to them about. They've got they had more ministry time than we have now. There was much more when we first came a lot of ministry time it was nice to see that um the church welcomed god's word in different formats and different ways mm. and that was different but that was that gave me goosebumps it could be a song it could be words it was just it was beautiful and i really felt that actually this church has a lot to give to me a different expression of what church looks like but it's god and that's what really yeah yeah i can i we can stay here crazy i'm like the, s- the kids were allowed to walk around while you were immersed in worship and you know that the kids were safe because they're around you no one is shouting at them to go sit down go meet your mom go meet your dad They're all safe. And I I felt that this was a safe place for us as a family. And I was happy to stay. And I think that grace itself being poured out is that just that love that came from almost everyone, from Peter. Everyone's giving you a hug. This was just not normal for us. Everyone's giving you a hug. Everyone's asking you, how are you? you?"
1: See, I find that really challenging (laughs) because I'm not (laughs) touchy-feely at all, particularly.
2: But it was that they they were interested in you people are in actually interested in who you are and they want to help you you're not feeling well oh do you know about the transformation team you can call the office they can help you something else oh do you know it's every need somehow can be met somewhere within the church and, uh, and you think about it even our needs are being met even the people outside the people who are hungry even their needs are being met in church it's so it's like that it's like a vapor just permeating even out of the small holes in the in the windows to actually touch people everywhere
1: that's good
0: i think one of the things that i remember sitting in the belonging course and peter I, I just everything was refreshing and refreshing and peter was actually asking me you kept using the word like refreshing earth I I, obviously he didn't know where we had come from and i think just to sit down and just see how a church functions and welcomes people mm-hmm. love Stopford did something else to it as well and it's, it's just we fell at home and um, we felt at home as well and everybody that has moved and come here as well we also felt to make them feel welcome as well so there are new visitors and because a lot of people move from london mm-hmm. and you want to look for a church and sometimes you look for a church because of the cultural churches that you're used to because of most people who. I've grown up in London in a black majority church or Afro-Caribbean church or African church. They're always different. And when you come to a church like like ours, you want to see a bit of what you're used to. But you don't need to see what you're used to. You just need to see where you can feel the grace of God. And that is that is the magnet that will hold people. It comes here and see, it might not be what I'm used to, but there's something here that is just attractive for me to make it home.
1: Are there... I hesitate to ask it because I don't particularly like being negative anyway. But are there ways we could improve? I mean, you you said in, you were saying, you said we used, yeah. we used to. Are there ways we could improve? What? Where do you feel that grace needs to abound more?
2: So I think that I was talking about earlier about that expression of grace is a developing thing. It's not a stagnant thing that stays there. It's something constant. So with the changes, you change what the outpouring of grace looks like. And Quasi was touching on the fact that the church in itself is it's becoming more ethnic if you want to call it multi-ethnic that we have different we have the afro-caribbeans we have the africans we have our hong kong community there are so many different communities within one setting and everyone's experience of grace may look different okay so i think that the way that we develop i'll use the word develop our becoming of a community of grace is to see that and tap into that find out what people's experiences are how you can encourage them because your encouragement might look different your support might look different so how do we whatever you do might look different for a different group of people when everyone feels like actually yeah this is home we felt it when we came because we're not looking for something specific. We we were looking for the outpouring of God's spirit. We were, That's what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. And we found it. So we were okay. We were like, yeah, we're good with that. But not everyone might not be the same. So trying to say it in a different way. that It doesn't come because it's a podcast. Sorry. We're <laughs> trying to say it the right way. Sorry. Because it's a podcast. So it's a matter of, as the church leaders, do you know what... To, Grace looks like for your afro community or your white community or your Hong Kong community. What does that look like for them? Are they, how would I say? It? I was reading something on this about the difference and, and diversity, how that can link into grace. Because grace is that love that you're showing. but my acceptance of love and what I love look might be different from crazy. completely. How do I know that? I haven't asked. Could I ask and see what does that look like?
1: I think uh, for me, I'm a very direct person. I ask I questions. <laughs> I but the reason I do that is because I think we spend an awful lot of time tiptoeing around the edge. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I believe that the way to do that is to say, as I've done with you guys when mm. we've sat yeah. there and chatted, is mm. so what does that mean for you? How does that work? Because mm. I don't understand. I am perfectly happy to admit I am an ignoramus (laughs) I really there are so many areas in my understanding that Mm -hmm. are short and unformed and that's because I am a product of my culture I'm a product of my education Mm. my upbringing and all the rest of that and I want to learn yeah Mm. I'm amazed at how Jesus approached the woman at the well Mm. because he approached her in a way that she could have him approach her because if he'd gone up and said have you heard about the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. She would have just run in the other direction, but because he asked yeah. for a drink of water and mm-hmm. it was so radically different to her, it is this, as you said, it's how does someone else experience mm-hmm. grace? Yeah, and I
0: think as a, as a community, that's, you, you're right. We have to, unless you ask, you wouldn't know. And um, I think we also cannot make assumptions about how what people expect. And that's really important as well, because we, um, you know, we don't expect when we came to the church, we didn't expect the church to be any different from what we're getting. um, As because of where we've come from. We were neither in an African or Caribbean church. We were in a church which was full of afro-caribbeans but not african nor caribbean either so it's it wasn't just because when we say this is because of the style of worship the style of preaching the style of what people are comfortable with but grace is accommodative grace is as is on a extensive understanding that you if you know what god has done for you you can accommodate what god is doing in his people and that's how we lived by and so you probably need to speak to people who come in to know ask them what did you expect and probably that might be the thing of the welcome team or when they're doing belonging course and that's where you find there might be some differences but yeah you, you wouldn't know unless you ask
1: i think it's really important to remember yeah. that passage in scripture it says deep calls to deep absolutely because yeah. we do recognize the Holy Spirit in yeah. each other. I know that one of the first times I got to talk to you properly was the first time I was preaching yeah. and you were on the overseeing team and you just, it, there was just this connection where you said, don't worry about it. And it just made me feel, Oh, that's okay. And that there is a sense of giving people security. Yeah. And I was wondering how we were supposed to talk about hospitality because I knew hospitality was supposed to come into this somewhere. Yeah. But this is how it comes into it yeah. how can we intentionally show hospitality to people who are different than us yeah. and just love them i think without uh, we have to have grace and
0: that's the thing that the bit the bit is that we have to have grace to understand that hospitality is allowing people in to feel comfortable where they are and and either we create a space for them in our community or in our home, we have always been comfortable with getting anybody into our house, and that was one of the best things that we picked we picked up from our early church and experience. And it's just opening our home. and um, had a one bedroom flat or two bedroom flat, and we could have thirty five people for Friday night Bible study, and was that was fine, uh, because that's what we did, and so it's not been different, and so we empower we need to just empower people that grace allows people to invade our space and that's what we need to do in hospitality
2: yeah yeah that's yeah i, I remember those days crazy very clearly mm-hmm. um yeah because I, I i found myself when i move into ccbs in this different environment thinking about would people be comfortable to sit on the floor which to be honest i had never had to think about before because we were used to 30 people in, the, you find a spot on the step, go for it. You find a spot, go for it. A few people, we've got cushions, go for it. So we had that, and I guess, again, that same grace, that people were okay to just invade your space and be all right with wherever you're sitting. I don't need to sit on the table with knife and fork, sitting nicely, eating pretty. It was like, no, I've got food, I've got a cup of tea, fine biscuits fine oh I don't have any biscuits only got squash that's also fine and that takes grace I think if you have it then you can allow for that and to be hospitality so if you think about somebody if you go any hotel you go to the hospitality suite you're expecting really good things you're expecting somebody to serve you you're expecting somebody to welcome you and it's the same thing in your home in church we've been welcoming welcome hope you had a nice time have you had a good sermon have you is there any do you have any questions anything that you found that sort of asking people how they're feeling and ensuring that they're okay that comfort comes with lots of different things for different people as we're talking about difference and, and diversity so in terms of as it's question and i for us we've come to this church we haven't got any special expectations about what we see what we don't see no we're okay we've come here for god spirit of god we're good that's just us that might not be, somebody else might think, okay, I'm here, I've been here for a while, quite multicultural, the church, okay. Who's always preaching? You have people like that. Who's always singing? Hold on a minute. Who's always on the welcome team? Even that hospitality, they expect to see the diversity within the, not the leadership necessarily, but the groups, where's the diverse in the group? If I only invite Afro-Caribbean people to my house, what's that, where is the love? Is it only for a specific group? Why can't I invite another person, a different person, intentionally? And we we have to do intention because we all our minds and the way we we think sometimes always that's one road unintentionally one road. And because of God's grace that we have to pour out, it's not a one road. It's as I said, it's like a vapor to be spread out. Mm. And how do we spread that out? It's called a fragrance. Hello. <laughs> Sweet smelling fragrance. Absolutely.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. Now I think yeah, it, there has to be intentionality. Yeah. I think that's the bottom line. The bottom line is hospitality has to come with intentionality, either within the church or within our homes. It has to be. It has to be intentional, the way we do it.
1: And before we wrap up, just a final thing. There's also grace to let people leave. There's a grace to let people disagree. And to let people express their faith in ways that are different, we don't have to have people agree with us. Yeah. Um, but it hurts when people leave because yeah. we love them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that's normal. And I think there, was, there was this Paul, Barnabas, Silas. There was they always got to a point where they were all going different ways. So I think grace is being demonstrated in the church and in the Bible so many times that. It's never going to stop in the church. And I think we have to understand that. And if we understand the grace that we have, we can graciously freely give, freely receive, we can freely let go as well.
1: (laughs) I just want to say, and this is really important to say, I am so thankful that you guys are in our church with us. I feel so blessed to share community with you, but to share family with you. Mm. Um, I know you very little other than what we've managed to grab because of course we live a distance and we've got a big church we're in and all the rest of that but the grace of God is so over you guys Um, and the grace of God to encompass those who are different than you and to see that and to draw the to give the love but to draw the love out of people and I just want to bless you I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I hope it wasn't too harrowing or difficult an experience. And I just want to bless you and your kids and your family and all of that stuff. Thank you for coming on. And that's it. Thank you. Thank
2: you.